Welcome to Failure is Progress, presented by Sweat Factory CrossFit. I am Coach Frankie Ortega. And I am Coach Keith Barber. Join us today as we discuss everything going on inside the CrossFit space, and more importantly, what new and exciting things are happening in our Sweat Factory CrossFit gyms. As always, thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate the support and truly enjoy the feedback we've been receiving from all of you. Please reach out through our DMs on Instagram. If you aren't already following us, please do so at Failure is Progress, all lowercase. And now, on to today's episode. All right, all right. And we're back with a new episode, first episode of 2024. Keith, my brother, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a new year, new us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a couple of really nice announcements. Uh, starting off with a gymnastics clinic that we're holding at our Clermont location, February 10th at 9 a.m., hosted by Mr. Keith Barber. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be all about the pulling series. So we're going to start with toes to bar. We're going to go all the way through ring muscle ups and everything in between. So if you're struggling with those butterfly pull ups or you want to get bar muscle ups for the open, come check us out. What about if you're somebody who isn't struggling with those? Would they be better? Would they get better, more efficient with those? Absolutely. So there's going to be a lot about how to scale certain movements during your workouts so that you can start to improve on those movements. Um, there's a lot of scaling options out there for, for movements that are great for keeping the intensity or the intended stimulus of the workout, but then they don't exactly move you closer to actually doing the next level of movement. So we're going to talk a lot about that, um, as well as practicing higher level skills without actually needing to be um, use the implements of those higher skills. For instance, um, bring muscle ups is on the high rings, but we can do a ton of low ring work, even if you're not at the high ring level, quote unquote, uh, just yet. So there's a ton of stuff that you can still do to start working on that. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Again, that's February 10th, 9 a.m. till, is it till one? Yeah, till one. Yep. So that's it'll a, be four hours. That's awesome, man. All right, let's get into our member of the month shout outs. Uh, we'll start with Clermont. Who's the member of the month at Clermont? It is Jennifer Bainey. Burr, 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 burr. Nice. Congratulations, <laughs> Jennifer. And then over in Groveland, we have Mi Yen. That is Mi Yen. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember Mian's last name. <laughs> I don't either, but great job. She's, um, does she normally come in the morning? I don't know anymore. <laughs> when I was there, she did a lot of 6 a.m. and she also did a lot of 4.30s. So yeah, I think I coached her a couple of times at 6 a.m. Um, but yeah. Yeah, she's in all the time. And then over in Afterburn, we have Miguel Bastidas. Congratulations, Miguel. Miguelito. <laughs> great part of the community there. He's part of the 8 a.m. class and he, uh, he shows up every single day so super proud of those guys all right moving on to today's episode we are talking about new year's resolutions what a great topic and crossfit myths and uh i love this topic man <laughs> i absolutely love it so you want to get started absolutely um so i thought we would kick it off by some good strategies to help people with their new year's resolutions because as we know the old adage goes by new year by new year's by january 2nd uh, everybody's new year's resolutions are already over so i thought it'd be really cool to kind of put some um information out for people to help them with their resolutions cool cool i um i have a different thought process on this um i would say about five or six years ago i gave up on new year's resolutions altogether um for me new year's resolutions are kind of a way for people to make themselves promises that, that they can break 
Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's more of, hey, it's January 1st. Cool. Let's continue what we started January or December 30th or December 31st, right? Yeah. Um, I think if, if we continue with that thought process and if we just look at every single day as an individual day and attack that day, we have a, a better chance of success. We have a weight loss challenge going on at my gym at CrossFit Afterburn. And we actually started it on November 11th and it ends or concludes January 31st. And the whole idea why I did that was to have everybody in the mindset of watching what they were eating, watching um, how often they were coming to the gym and what kind of um, food they were going to be having throughout the holidays. Because normally what we do is we just end the year on that low note where we eat everything in sight facts and then January 1st, like it's time to get that gym membership going. Yeah. So I wanted to get ahead of that. A lot of the athletes have thanked me for, for bringing that idea to the table. I have one guy who's lost, I think he's at 22 pounds now, Anthony Dion. So big shout out to Anthony Dion. He's crushing it. Um, We have another guy, Lawton DePriest, who has been sharing tons of fantastic recipes and um, the group's been, been really fun. So, yeah, that's my thought on New Year's resolutions. I don't like them. <laughs> but for those of you that have them. Yeah, um, I don't mind them as much only because it is kind of the if, if that's what you need to make you reevaluate, like what you have been doing is that that New Year's start is kind of fresh without having to do anything really new. Um, if that's what you need to bring more awareness to your habits and things like that, then I'm all for it. Um, but to your point, yeah, it, it kind of does allow you to not go all in, right? It, it allows you to not really commit because it is a reset every year, you know? So it's like by February, March, if you kind of fall off the wagon, you're like, ah, I can always restart next year kind of thing. Yep. Um, but I do like the awareness that it brings to people. Um, sometimes that can be the hardest part is either people not figuring out what goals they want or not really assessing what went well or what didn't go well with their previous goals. You know, like if you wanted to lose 10 pounds last year, you didn't lose the 10 pounds and then you didn't like think about all the things that didn't happen for you to lose those 10 pounds, then you're never going to lose it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. Um, Instead of, or or we would say the number one resolution is probably to lose weight, right? That's what the majority of people would say is their New Year's resolution. If that wasn't it, or if we were to suggest a better one, what would it be? Or if you were to suggest a better one, what would it be? Yeah, um, I would say... Um... Spend, spending time with your community, tribe, your people, um, and just doing that more often. Uh, it's, it's been shown in a few studies that that is one of the, if not the number one correlate to living a longer life, is just having that community feel and, and having deep personal uh, connections with other people. Um, so that's probably what I would say. Um, and the only reason I say that is because that's something I personally struggle with is <laughs> <And> just <laughs> connecting to other people um, outside of like 
outside of the gym or outside of um is that because you're always at the gym yeah yeah, i mean yeah (laughs) but even like on the weekends and stuff like i'm not i don't do a ton of like hitting people up and like hey let's hang out and let's go do this and that and stuff like that because it can get really daunting trying to get everybody together all the time and stuff like that and then this person's not off this weekend but they're off on another weekend and then it ends up just kind of snowballing into this big headache and and i don't like confrontation so when people's feelings hurt get hurt because they didn't get invited it becomes this big thing and i'm like "Uh, it wasn't me you know uh (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so just uh connecting to your people more often and then just tracking that maybe by um the minutes or hours or the amount of occasions that you actually did that would be a good way to uh track it I like it. I like it, man. Uh, if I had to give one piece of advice to anyone or everyone, both, uh, <laughs> if I had to give one piece of advice that wasn't to lose weight, because I don't think I don't think that's the smartest move is to try to lose weight. What I would suggest is to actually grab a pen and pad and sit down with yourself for 10 minutes and write down your intentions for your year, for your month, for your week, for your day. And um I think that's one of the most powerful things any and every human can do if they really want to find the better version of themselves. This idea that we can, oh, you know what? It's January. I'm just going to lose 30 pounds. It's so tried and true in the wrong way. (laughs) You know, like it's it's so proven to not work for so many people. Um, I I can't believe that it still is a thing. Uh, I would suggest everybody grabs a pen and pad and just writes down, you know, the start of their day, you know, today I'm going to have my coffee and then I'm going to open my laptop and I'm going to work for an hour. And then I'm going to take 15 minutes and go for a walk outside. And then I'm going to make myself my lunch, whatever it is. And then after that lunch, I'm going to take 15 minutes to meditate or breathe or, you know, whatever, watch a Netflix video, whatever you want to do, you know, and then you know, at 1 p.m., I'm going to do this and then maybe work a little bit more, whatever it is that your job is, et cetera, et cetera. But just write down your intentions and then go after it. Um, I think studies show that when you put things down on paper and actually do them, you or when you put them down on paper, you have a better chance of doing them. Yeah. And there's a few reasons for them. One is you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. Right. It's just like um, like those people who wear the same clothes every day. They already know what they're going to wear, so they don't take up time figuring out what they're going to wear. Um, so, yeah, writing down your intentions would would be my clear direction for anybody who wants to be the best version of themselves right now. Absolutely. Um, and just like with New Year's resolutions, um, writing down your intentions is definitely something that I would suggest you be realistic about. Um, If you know you're one of those people who struggles with um, personal responsibility, (laughs) Um, just just be realistic about that. What um, Frankie just outlined or what you just outlined, because I'm talking to you, uh, (laughs) is uh, is great. But I, I have learned through my own experiments with myself that less is best. So start small and then kind of try to build it into something bigger. So maybe just start with being intentional about the first 15 minutes of your day. Um, It doesn't have to be this big audacious goal where I'm like, I'm going to 
go line item for line item, minute by minute for every day this year. And it's just like, yeah, you might do that for the first week, but then it's going to turn kind of into yeah. that same thing as a New Year's resolution where <laughs> it ain't going to last too long. Yeah, and I think that's more realistic, you know. Um, speaking of that, you know, what 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 does make things unrealistic, right? Because doing, doing 15 minutes a day is anyone can do that, right? Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of us who, who set these goals. Like I use the example of losing 30 pounds in a month. You know, what, what is it that, that spirals us to, to set these unrealistic goals? Um, in my opinion, it's something that you, you really, really want, but you don't realize the gravity of what it means to get there. Um, like, yeah, everybody wants to have a six pack. Um, everybody wants to have a million dollars in the bank, but like, what is, what does that actually look like on a day-to-day basis? And once you get into it, you're like, wow, this is a lot more than I thought it was going to be. I bit off way more than I could chew. Um, and then it's really easy to quit at that point because, as human beings, we just have that all or nothing mentality. Well, if I can't do it perfectly, then why do it at all? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to feel like a failure all the time because I'm not doing it perfectly. Um, but failure is progress. Failure is progress. <laughs> New episodes every Tuesday. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. It's just that all or nothing mentality where it's just like, okay, I'm going to go all in on this really big audacious goal and then you know, once the consistency component comes in, it's just like, man, I, I keep failing at this or I keep messing this up. So maybe I just can't, maybe it's just not for me. I've tried quote unquote everything when you've really only tried like two things. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking to myself as you're speaking, like what, what hasn't worked for me, right. Um, In, in my life, it's always been that idea of, of setting goals and then setting expectations and then not meeting them. Mm. And I think what really has helped me change my whole perspective and change my mindset about all of that is, is kind of going back to that episode where we talked about mindset, you know, it's expectations versus intentions. You know, if my intention is to wake up and do my best today, then I cannot let myself down. Right. Uh, if my intention is to wake up and make $100,000 today, I'm going to fail. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen because yeah. I'm not even going to make $1,000 today. Yeah. But if I wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to try to make as much money as I can today. And I'm going to put every effort that I have to doing that. I'm going to schedule my day out so I don't have any distractions. I'm going to put my phone over to the corner and I'm going to do my sales job and get as many customers as possible. That's my intention. And I cannot fail myself because whether it's five customers or 10 or 20 or 25, I'm going to get better results than if I didn't have that, you know? Um, So for me, it goes back to that, you know, it's, it's expectations versus intentions. And I think that's where the goals kind of fall off the wayside. Yeah. You know, the whole, oh, well, you know, it's January 31st. I guess I didn't lose 30 pounds. Too bad. Yeah. Let's go to Taco Tuesday. <laughs> you know, um, tacos are life. <laughs> they are. Yeah. And, and my 7 p.m. at Claremont knows that very clearly. <laughs> um, let's talk about consistency, right? Um, you know, there, there's there's a really nice quote you have here that says, "Start where you are with what you have, because that's plenty." Um, that 
I 100% agree with. You know where you got that quote? I don't remember who said it. I want to say it was uh, Eric Thomas, ET, um, but I, I can't give that credit to him because I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Um, I, I like it though, but let's let's break that down, right? Um, if you use what you have, because that's plenty, the important part there is just being consistent, right? It's not a matter of pushing yourself past your limit every single day. Yeah. Just doing something every single day. That reminds me a little bit of um, the Bruce Lee quote. I'm not scared of the guy who can punch 10,000 times once. I'm scared of the guy who can punch once for 10,000 days. You heard that one? Yeah, yeah. So he says, I'm not afraid of the guy that knows 10,000 different kicks. Or I think it's a 1,000. A 1,000 different ways to kick. I'm scared of the guy that knows one way. Or no, it's about practice. It's about practice. We're going to get this right. <laughs> so I'm I don't not, think I said it wrong, but <laughs> I'm, no, he says, I'm not afraid of the guy that has practiced a thousand different kicks once. I'm afraid of the guy that has practiced one kick a thousand times. I like it. Yeah. We'll stick with that one. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's consistency that, um, that delivers results. Um, I know that this is one of the things that we preach to all of our nutrition clients because it's really the most important part. You know, it's not about seeing results now. It's not about seeing results in a week. Come back in three months and six months, and then let's talk about where you're at. Because that's the only way that we can really see just what you've been doing and the results for what you've been doing. So, yeah, I, I like this whole consistency thing. And I think that's where we, um, we definitely should be pushing our athletes towards for their New Year's resolutions. Going back to that quote, um, start where you are with what you have, because that's plenty. Um, I like that because it it gives you some peace of mind, right? It, it lets you know that you don't have to start with the best plan. You don't have to start with the most money. You don't have to start with the, the newest technology. Like whatever you have around is enough for you to get started. Um, and even if you do fall off the wagon, still, whatever you have at that point, you can still pick right back up and, and continue on going in the direction that you want it to go. Like it doesn't, it doesn't take as much as we think it takes in the beginning. Like, yeah, as you get more advanced, regardless of what your goals are, if you were um, like your previous career field where you were editing all the time, um, Excuse me. If you had a laptop, there are some some free uh, services out there that you can get to start editing and start learning some stuff like it doesn't have to be this big thing where you get, you know, the whole Adobe um, suite. Uh, yeah, the whole Adobe suite and you have to have all of this and you got to get the special mouse and all of that. Like um, just start where you are. And even if you, you know, take a break from editing, you can still come back to that with your free software and still continue to learn until you get to the point where you can get a little bit more or get a little bit more here. Yeah, I agree with that, man. And, and you know, the, the consistency component coupled with what we have is, is so crucial. You know, my, um, my little brother-in-law, for example, reached out to me because it's, it's New Year's, so he <laughs> wants to lose weight, too. And he was like, oh, you know, I, I want to get a seven minute mile. And I said, do you enjoy running? 
he said, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And I was like, no, but like you enjoy running. You, you actually go outside and you feel good doing it. And he's like, well, no, but I said, or are you doing this because you just want to lose weight? He's like, bro, I'm fat. And I said, okay, so let's do this. <laughs> let's not run. Um, grab your backpack. He's got a go ruck rucksack. And I said, throw some water bottles in there, maybe 10, 12 water bottles. That'll give you 10, 12 pounds. And just go for a walk three times a week. You have that already. You don't have to do anything special. Just do that three times a week. And, you know, try to pace yourself for maybe an 18-minute mile. You can do that without hating it. Put on an audiobook, put on music, whatever. And then I said, two days a week, just do 100 push-ups and 100 air squats. In your living room, watching Netflix or doing whatever you want to do. Just do 10 and 10 until you get to 100 of each. And just do that twice a week. Do that for 30 days and then reach back out to me. I don't know if he's going to do it, you know, <laughs> but yeah. we are talking about consistency. I told him, you know, these are simple things that you can do. It's not going to take a lot, but that would be the first thing that I would have him start off with. Is something simple and attainable that he can do. Yeah. Small bite-sized movements, bite-sized uh, ideas. Um you know, and, and again, if he's consistent with that for 30 days, then at day 31, I could say, you know what, let's let's add something different, yeah. you know, um, but there's no need to go all out. Now, we are a CrossFit gym, so let's talk about applying a lot of this stuff to CrossFit, right? Right now, there are a lot of people who are thinking, hey, you know what, maybe I want to try CrossFit because I want to lose weight. It's that time, right? It's January, prime for starting something. But there's a lot of people who are coming to us. There was a lady at, at the gym this morning who started with you who said that a lot of her friends told her she would get hurt doing CrossFit. You know, what, what are reservations that people still have in 2024 about CrossFit? I, I think um, the same narratives are kind of being uh, pushed, which is that CrossFit is way too hard. Like there's a lot of high skills in it. There's a lot of heavy weights in it and it's just going to be too difficult for certain demographics. Yes. Um, there are certain people that think that if they lift heavy all the time, that their joints are just going to fall off of them eventually. Yes. Um, so CrossFit <laughs> just constantly gets you injured and you're just never going to be safe doing CrossFit. Um, and there, there are certain groups I should say, that um, think that, oh, you know, CrossFit doesn't really get you any results. Um, like, oh, I, I know people that have been doing CrossFit for years and they look like this or they can't lift that or blah, blah, blah. So those are kind of the big three that I still run into the most is like, it doesn't get you results. You're going to get injured or it, that's just for crazy people. Yeah, the injury one is the one that that I hear the most. That's the one that kind of stopped me from from joining CrossFit for a long time. Um, we've talked about this. I, I took, I almost never started CrossFit <laughs> because I did have previous injuries. And one of my friends who's a personal trainer was like, dude, you don't want to do that. You're going to get hurt. It wasn't a, you might get hurt. It was, you're going to get hurt. And, um, it, it was difficult for me to really walk into the gym. But once I walked in and started seeing how, first of all, my perception of what CrossFitters look like wasn't there, right? Mm -hmm. That was the, the hardest thing for me was I don't look like a CrossFitter. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of still don't. 
quote unquote, but I feel like one. God damn it, I feel like one. You definitely are one. But um, crush that workout this morning. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's neither here nor there at this point. The idea that you're gonna get hurt. I mean, you can get hurt walking down the street. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Um, you can get hurt doing anything. You can be at Planet Fitness, you know, not to knock them, but you can be there and get hurt. You can be at Crunch and get hurt. So you can get hurt at any gym. Yeah. You know, you can go out on a football field and get hurt. You can play baseball, which is a really slow paced sport and get hurt. So can you get hurt doing CrossFit? Sure you can. Yeah. <laughs> of course you can. You yeah. can get hurt running, but will you? That really depends on too many variables. The chances of that are very low. Yeah. Um, chances are you're going to get stronger and prevent injury, right? Because that's kind of the whole idea of why CrossFit was started. Um, talk a little bit about that. Talk about Glassman's like vision for CrossFit. Uh, as far as like safety is concerned, or yeah, the whole like safety. In general sense? <laughs> well, no, the whole safety and and efficacy of of why we do CrossFit. You know, our yeah. longevity. Absolutely. Um, the methodology says that CrossFit is safe and safety is relative. Relative to what exactly is what we're actually talking about? Um, because we can say safe and not really define it, but that's not what CrossFit does. We define our terms. So when we say safe, we mean it's safe in, in, the, in the way that not doing functional movements is probably going to um, lend you to a, 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 a decrepitude state faster than doing functional movements. So we do functional movements, <laughs> excuse me, so that we can keep our function into the later years of our life. Um, things like deadlifts, squatting, um, even the snatch, which everybody says isn't functional. You're still going through a full range of motion with your shoulder. Um, being able to put things over your head. Yeah, you don't have to snatch 300 pounds to be, um, yeah. to be functional, but you are at some point going to want to be able to lift your arms up over your head and maybe even lift something heavy over your head when you're putting up. Um, uh, the, we just had this holiday. Why can't I think of it? Christmas. When you're putting the Christmas lights back up in the attic, you might have heavy boxes that you need to lift over your head. Again, these boxes probably aren't going to weigh 300 pounds, 200 pounds, whatever the case is, but you still want to keep that function. So if you're talking about safety in that you're never going to get injured, then nothing's safe. Like you just said, you can get injured literally doing anything. Um, but if you were talking about safe in terms of being able to keep your function throughout the years of your life, then CrossFit is very safe. Yeah, definitely. I mean... You know, we do have this um, sickness, fitness, wellness continuum that we talk about in the level one manual. And I think that's crucial to think about. Right. Um, I had a, a I'm not going to say argument. I had a conversation with my wife recently about someone. She said, um, oh, you know, they don't they don't want to start CrossFit because, you know, it, it, it might be too much money for them. And I said, OK, I said, have they considered that money aside? it could be more harmful for them to not do CrossFit because once you understand what we're trying to do, you know, there's, there's points now 
now that she does CrossFit, my wife, now that my wife does CrossFit, there are points where we're doing things in the house and we have to move something. And I will tell her, that's easy. You can do this. And she says, no, I can't. I said, just deadlift it. And then she'll look at it differently and she'll say, oh, you're right. This is just a deadlift. And she'll do it. And we were moving a, uh, I have a rooftop tent that I got that's like 200 pounds and I needed her help to move it. And I said, this is going to be easy. Trust me. And she's like, this is really heavy. And I said, it's all right. You're going to deadlift it and then you're going to push press it. And she looks at me and she was like, okay, whatever. Guess what? She deadlifted and she push pressed it. No problem. But she didn't think about it before that. Yeah. Right. Um, now she's looking at these tasks and she's saying, well, I can do these tasks because I understand them differently. Mm. It's not rolling my back as I'm going to pick something up. And now I can actually just squat down, pick it up. It doesn't weigh anything. Yeah. Um, that's going to help her longevity. She's going to be able to do these things more efficiently. And as she gets older, she's only going to get stronger because she's in the gym practicing these things. Yeah. My wife doesn't lift 300 pounds. She doesn't lift 200 pounds. She doesn't lift 100 pounds. But she's lifting something yeah. and she's doing it consistently. Yeah. So, yeah, man, the, the safety is definitely there. And I would agree with you. It is less safe for us to not be in the gym doing these movements. Absolutely. Um, the, the reward far outweighs the risk, in my opinion. Even if it was guaranteed that at, in CrossFit, everybody says you're going to tear a rotator cuff. So even if it was guaranteed 100% that at some point you were going to tear your ro- rotator cuff. excuse me um which it's not first of all (laughs) let's let's get that out of the way yeah i was gonna say i don't want to hurt my way um at all i've been doing this for 10 years and my shoulders are fine and i don't lift 300 pounds but there are some (laughs) lifts that i can do 300 pounds in (laughs) um even if it was guaranteed um one there's no time frame on that guarantee um two the amount of function that you would be able to have before you tore that rotator cuff and the recovery the speed of the recovery after you tore that rotator cuff to me that would still be worth it even if it was guaranteed that i was going to tear a rotator cuff it would still be worth it because your average heart surgery is going to be a half a million dollars um, having diabetes, not only is it a pain in the finger cause you gotta, you know, do those glucose yeah. tests all the time, but also the, the money that you have to shell in to get an insulin shots and constantly going to the doctor and getting checkups and all of that stuff. Like it still would be worth it yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, like the, the reward far outweighs the risk. Now you can take away that guarantee of tearing a ro- rotator cuff because that's just not true. And it just becomes even more um out of balance with the reward to risk like you you i don't know in my opinion you just you can't compare the safety risks of crossfit to the amount of benefits that you get agreed agreed so moral of the story is if you are considering crossfit or if you have friends who are considering crossfit and they are scared that they're going to get hurt just explain to them the chances are greater of them getting hurt by not doing CrossFit than by doing CrossFit. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I tell everyone that I come in contact with, I would prefer that you move over the fact that you don't. And if you wanted to work out doing your own thing versus CrossFit, that's fine. I just want everybody to move. But I do believe wholeheartedly that CrossFit has developed the best methodology to get people fitter 
in the quickest amount of time, um, that does not mean that you have to be a CrossFit Games athlete. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our life class is proof of that, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, just get in the gym and move, man, and, and come out to Sweat Factory and have fun with everybody. Yeah. We'd love to have you. All right, brother. Uh, I think this one wraps, wraps up for us. What do you think? You got yeah. some more on your chest? No, I'm good, brother. I like this one. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our podcast, wherever it is that you're listening to. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram. We have not been as active on Instagram over the past few weeks, but we are looking to ramp that up. And a lot of that is going to be helped by people commenting and, and asking us questions and, and the community supporting us on there. Um, we look to bring these episodes every Tuesday this year. And um, what else, man? Gymnastics seminar one more time, February, what is it, 14th? Uh, no, 10. I'm thinking Valentine's Day. February 10th at uh, <laughs> 9 a.m. at the Sweat Factory Claremont location. Um, that's where we're going to be hosting the gymnastics clinic. Um, yes, I would like to get much more active on our uh, social media. So if you do follow us already, tell your friends to follow us as well. Definitely DM, DM us and send us with uh, topics that you want us to talk about. Um, comment in the comment section and let us know what your thoughts are. We'd love to hear from the community. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to throw one more thing out there. If, if anyone has a friend who wants to join one of our gyms this first month and they mention failure is progress, I'll give them $50 off their first month's membership. I'm going to throw that out there. I haven't even talked about that with the bosses, but it's out there now. It's out there now. (laughs) Can't go back. All right, everyone. We'll catch you on the next one. Take care.